following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on what is a beautiful kind of cold Friday afternoon in the middle of December. Billy Derrick is alongside. Billy, this may be the first time I have ever worn a hoodie on the air. <laughs> it looks good, George. I like the logo there. Uh, yeah, the I'm sheriff's logo, too, there. This uh, is a last-minute toy store logo. I volunteered out there today. For those who don't know it, uh, Last Minute Toy Store was one of the recipients of the proceeds from the uh, Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. I'll tell you that uh, we gave them a five-figure check, and today I really got to see uh, another you know, example of why I am so pumped about this charity. Uh, between Early this morning and late Monday afternoon, over 7,000 families in our city will get help for Christmas from this charity. It is unbelievable what they do. I am so proud that we've been able to help them and so proud of Dale Roble and all the volunteers who were out there today. And it really was well organized. Man, was I impressed. Great, great stuff that Dale's doing. I had a chance yeah. to meet him, of course, at uh, at the bowling night. George, he he's phenomenal, and you can see why he's you know why that place is so special. You know, it's it's because of him, but a lot of other people too. We're gonna try to check in with him late in the four o'clock hour. By the way, Herm Edwards will join us today at five o'clock on the button. That's an interview you're gonna want to hear. We start the show during football season as is the case every day with Terry McCormick and his daily Titans update. Terry, I know what the story is. Injuries, injuries, and more injuries. Oh, my goodness, George. Seven guys out this week after six out last week. So you can add a Monty Hooker to the list of people who are out. So defensively, no Danico Autry, no Monty Hooker, no Christian Fulton, no Trey Avery. Over on the offensive side of the ball, slightly better. Only three guys out. That's uh, C.J. Board, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, and then, of course, the big one, Traylon Burks, going to miss a second straight game. Terry, when when I watched last week, it looked like a USFL secondary. They just had nothing to offer. So, honestly, what's going to be different this Sunday? 
It's a good question. I mean, I think the one thing maybe that they can hang their hat on, and I don't know necessarily know that it's, you know, a great thing, but the Chargers offensive line, not very good. So maybe they'll be able to get some uh, penetration and some pressure on Justin Herbert. But the problem with that is he's a guy who's got some mobility and he's got a rocket of an arm. So you may flush him from the pocket and he may take off and run for 15 or he may fling it 40 yards down the field to somebody that uh, has lost their man after covering for so long. Terry, I'm guessing you saw it Sunday night. His mobility, his ability to dodge and weave absolutely frustrated the Dolphins who tried to send the kitchen sink on him. Yeah, it absolutely did. And, you know, when you've got a guy who has mobility like that and pinpoint accuracy, it's going to be uh, – you know, a difficult task. You know, one one of the things that might be the Titans' best weapon in this game is the fact that the Chargers' run defense is nothing to write home about. Teams have been gashing them left and right on the ground. So that does play into the Titans' hands right there. If they can have Derrick Henry run the ball and, and the Titans not turn it over on offense, maybe they can shorten this game a little bit by winning time of possession and uh, – chew out some 10-play, 80-yard drives, that sort of thing, because they certainly don't want to give Justin Herbert any more opportunities than they have to with this depleted defense. That looks like their only recipe. Yeah, it really does. And it's going to be interesting, too, George, because uh, Mike Brabel told us today that there is the possibility that uh, Dylan Radens might be an option at left tackle before this one's over. So... You know, Dennis Daly has been struggling over there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so maybe Dylan Radens is going to get a look to see if he does any better. So it certainly can't hurt. No, no, you're absolutely right about that. Anything else you want to leave us with? Not that what you've told us so far is anything to get encouraged over. Well, a couple of guys who are in the window of return uh, from injured reserve, one is Zach Cunningham. The other is Lonnie Johnson, uh, who probably uh, would have to play some safety this week with a Monty Hooker down. Uh, both of them are in their return window. And if they're going to come back, uh, they could be activated tomorrow. They're, ironically enough, George, there are two open roster spots from the moves they made earlier this week by releasing Joe Schobert and Ola Adani. So, uh, they probably conveniently fit into those two spots. If not totally intentional. Exactly. Terry, have a good weekend. We'll uh, we'll check back in with you on Monday. You as well, George. Okay, that is Terry McCormick's Daily Titans Update. Yes, it is, and it's been brought to us by Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and also online at SumnerFuneral.com, as well as the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset, the Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, George, let's get going with uh, today's update. We start with a couple of bowl games today. UAB beat Miami of Ohio earlier, 24-20, to in the Bahamas Bowl. And right now, we're watching it in here in the studio. UTSA leads Troy 12-7 to in the third quarter in the Cure Bowl. So, But, George, I want to say this. That's a shame that this good of a bowl game is being played this early 
and and at this time slot. I I didn't like that. Yeah, these are two teams that ended up eleven and two. Uh, Texas San Antonio being sort of the toast of Conference USA. Troy coming out of the Sun Belt at eleven and two. And uh, to be honest, the score should be bigger than it is. Uh, Troy got kind of a gift touchdown before the end of the half to mm-hmm. cut into the margin. Uh, Texas San Antonio has dominated this game. Yeah, they sure have. And uh, we'll, we'll see if they can hold on to it, George. But other college football news, the Big 12's grant of rights originally was expected to keep Texas and Oklahoma in the league until 2025 when they are set to leave for the SEC. However, according to new reports, there's real momentum towards the two sides reaching an agreement that would see both schools departing a year early. So we may get them in 2024. Yeah, listen, this is a story that, to be honest, while it came out today, I thought it would have come out 18 months ago. Uh, You know, I, I don't know exactly the monetary, what Texas and Oklahoma would have to shell out to leave. But if they don't want to be in the Big 12, what's the point? Yeah, I, I mean, why... Why kind of leave them in there if they don't even want to be there? Yeah, and look, have I thought all along that it would be before 2025? Yeah. And now what it might do is force the SEC to really get serious about, okay, exactly how are we going to fit all these teams? Are they going to a nine-game SEC, you know, in other words, will what I'm trying to say is, will each team play nine other SEC opponents? You know, that's a good Nick Saban's the one that's always acted like he wants that. Honestly, I don't think there's another coach out there that does. No, and and I don't know if Saban wants that anymore after what happened this season. Uh, but George, let's he move- might be a little more open minded. <laughs> Maybe so. In the NFL, Denver has ruled out Russell Wilson for Sunday's game against Arizona, which means Brent Rippon will get the start. Uh, Russell, of course, left Sunday's uh, loss to Kansas City with a concussion early in the fourth quarter. So this just keeps going downhill for Denver. Yeah, you know, I wonder wonder what the mindset is. First of all, Russell Wilson has got to be very down and a little bit shocked that it's turned out this way. The the people in Denver have got to be a little shocked that it's turned out this way. So far, Nathaniel Hackett has been a bomb. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if if you were going to make up a deal where a coach is one and done, this might be that setting. What I don't know is, do both sides still want each other as much as they did 12 months ago or eight, nine months ago? Who knows? Who knows? This is probably the most overhyped uh, off-season quarterback coaching team tandem. I mean, there was a lot of hype for this oh, Broncos team, and they have just laid an egg. So uh, we'll see if Russell uh, is is going to be able to get back uh, sooner rather than later. In the NHL, George, uh, they have discussed expanding its regular season from 82 to 84. I don't know what that what that would do uh, in an effort to create more regional rivalry matchups. Well, first uh, of all, 
the last thing in the world they needed is to add regular season games. In fact, I think if you polled most people that care anything about the NBA and or the NHL, they would all say the same thing. The season's too damn long to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I, I about lost my cookies when I saw that story. I was like, I don't get the, the, it's from 82 to 84. Yeah. I I I don't get that. I, you know, I don't know if they're looking for more gate money. It's probably (laughs) about a million to a million and a half in gate receipts more per team if they each get an extra home game. But the fact of it is, the NBA and the NHL, I think, would be better served to go to something more like a 70-game regular season. Yeah, I mean, shorten it by a, a decent margin. A decent I mean, margin. I now, the reason it hadn't happened is the owners are saying, okay, if you're going to lop off 12 to 15% of our games, then the players have to agree to take 12 to 15% less money. And this just in. They're not going to do it. No, I don't think they'd agree to that. No. Speaking of money, Andrew Benintendi uh, has been added to the White Sox roster uh, after playing for the Yankees last year. Five-year deal that's worth $75 million. And with the Yankees last year, he set career highs in batting average and on-base percentage, so he had a very good offensive year. And uh, the, the White Sox are adding a nice piece, at least offensively there. He's a good player. I don't think five for 75 is what he's worth. Uh, I don't think that he's had that kind of a career, but they are throwing out money right now in baseball like it grows on trees. It's ridiculous. And, you know, the next time you hear one of the owners cry poverty, ask yourself the question, if things are so bad, why are they shelling out the kind of money they're shelling out? I mean, you look at what Trey Turner got in Philly and what, Carlos Correa got with the Giants. And let me say this. I'm not Correa's biggest fan. I think he's slightly overrated. I wouldn't have given him anywhere near that kind of money. No, it's it's it's, it's almost ridiculous, George. I mean, you look at the the amounts of money these guys are getting. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're Correa's a good player, but is he worth that? I don't think so. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Who knows? I, I wouldn't be giving him that kind of money, but I don't run the San Francisco Giants. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about what we've got going. After the break, we're going to do with Watson Brown a tale of the tape of the Chargers and the Titans. This is a really interesting matchup in that they both feel like mash units. Both of them have got a ton of injuries. So what's the difference? Well, a week ago, the Chargers played their you-know-what's off against Miami, despite all those injuries, the Titans looked like a USFL secondary as they got torched by Jacksonville. So the line is three. Watson will break it all down when we come back. We're going to try to go out and get a little bit of an update on day one of the last-minute toy store around 440. We hope Dale Roble is able to answer and able to take our phone call, what is going on out there, I'm so proud of and is so amazing. What an incredible charity. And then at 5 o'clock, Herm Edwards is going to join us. That's a great interview you're going to like. 
It's about 18, 20 minutes in length. Then Jeff Pennington with his plays for the week. And then I get my turn to close out the show. So a busy Friday as we get ready for bowl season and an NFL weekend that has three games on Saturday and the rest of the schedule Sunday. And of course, a Monday night game between the Packers and the LA Rams. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
most of you know, the Titans head west. They take on the Los Angeles Chargers Sunday at beautiful SoFi Stadium, where they have had some success in the past. Watson, I, I admit, you are a lot more open-minded and a lot more optimistic about this than I am, partly because I watched very closely how good the Chargers were a week ago in their win against Miami. Well, proof's in the pudding. They played really well. They have not played well up to that point. And so I'm just wondering if they can do it two times in a row, George, to me. But, hey, they're a good team. Um, they're beatable. They've got a lot of people out as we've got a lot of people out. Their quarterback is hot. When he plays like he did last week, I, I'm not sure my predictions can come true. But <laughs> but uh, he, he that's the best I've seen him play in a long time. I think he's getting healthy, and that's a little scary to me. Yeah. He, he's had the rib injury for a while, and ribs take a long while to get over. And uh, he just looks healthy to me, and that is a little scary. Let's go to the tail of the tape, and we'll talk all of you through it. I don't think it's any big surprise where the first two check marks go. Is the running game a little closer than we would wish simply because in the last month, other than the first half of the game against Jacksonville, the Titans haven't run the football worth a hoot. No, I, I think that uh, it's opened their eyes and they better get back to, to doing that. They wanted to talk about all the pieces around the running game and they've let the running game fall off. I thought it was a whole lot better. Now, it was Jacksonville, who's not a great defense, but I thought it was a whole lot better Sunday in the first half. They didn't get to do it in the second half because they shot themselves in the foot, got behind, had to start slinging it. I marked this for the Titans, George, because if it's not a mark, they got no chance. Watson, I'm with you. I think Herbert is getting healthy. He dodged around a lot of the pressure Miami threw at him. I was really impressed with him. Dodged the pressure, and they helped him by moving the pocket more. Uh, a, a lot of kind of boot-naked type plays and getting him outside. So – I would bet you, George, a third of his passes, maybe all the way up to 40% of his passes in the game last week were thrown outside the pocket, whether it was him scrambling and getting out there or designated plays to get him out there. But they they got this piece. I mean, their quarterback is playing the best I've seen him play. They got Williams back, who is a great player. Uh, they've got a really good group of wide receivers. The only thing in their passing game that's not real good is their pass protection, and our pass rush has fallen off. I watched that tape uh, yesterday a little bit of Autry practicing. He's not ready. I saw, I saw a limp in his giddy-up, and I'll be very surprised if he even dresses out this week. Uh, I think he may be getting close. but And so I, if our pass rush could be better – that could change this whole passing game. But what we've seen in a pass rush in the last three weeks out of our guys puts this check mark really on the Charger side. Okay, you gave the uh, you gave the check mark on defense right down the middle. The Charger injuries include Derwin James, who is really good. Yeah, he is uh, in, in their secondary, and then Joey Bosa, 
who, when he's healthy, is as good as anybody out there going. Watson, I, I don't know how they live to tell about that Sunday. I thought they were incredibly well prepared, really scouted Miami well. Oh, I thought the game plan was the best I've seen against Miami. I mean, what what they did against Hill, to me, that, that, he, he just didn't get open. He just couldn't get himself open. They seemed to always have a guy around him, an extra guy, they banged him at the line of scrimmage, which I've always thought is a great thing to do against him because he's not very big. Get up there and bang him. The Chiefs did a great job with him of backing him up and motioning him and snapping the ball while he's in motion where he couldn't get banged on. The Dolphins didn't do much of that Saturday, uh, Sunday, and so that's why I think uh, they had a great game plan. I'm hoping that it was more game plan than just the way they played. You know, I, I, I really wonder about that because they've got a lot of defensive guys that count matter to them out just like we do. That's why I put it right down the middle. We were the better defense earlier in the year, but but when our front four got banged up and we lost Long and Cunningham, both our two athletic linebackers, our front seven changed a bunch, George. So I have to put this now as a toss-up, which tells you neither one of them is real good right now. Now, against Jacksonville, as you pointed out earlier in the week, we didn't see any of that. We didn't see any of the, our backs are against the wall, get ready, here we come. If they're going to win out West, that has to be the case. Yes, and we've been very good when we're underdogs and backs against the wall. I wouldn't say we've been great when we're favored. But this one is an underdog. The Titans are going to lose. Backs against the wall. Oh, man, they got so many people out. I've heard all of that one before. Seems like some of our better games against people we're supposed to lose to have been on the road. I'm not sure Mike doesn't get them on the road, get them focused really well, get them all out of households and hmm. and, and get, them, get them in a hotel together and really just get them focused and they come out and play. That's the intangible I see, and without that intangible, I don't think they win. Obviously, the Chargers are the home team, although their home team advantage has not been all that good in some games uh, in SoFi because the visiting team has, has lapped up a bunch of tickets, and it really showed up. Miami had a, just a boatload of fans in there. They did. You give the special teams here to the Titans – and I, I get that, although uh, they Cameron Dicker, who they signed, I don't know, five weeks into the season, Watson, he's been almost perfect for the Chargers. Yeah, and, and other than injury, Bullock has been really good. The part that's disappointed me in our military play, our military ball play, as I call it, has been our punter in the last couple of weeks. I think he'll get back on track this week. He's been punting the ball still with some distance to it, but very low. He's hitting low line drive kicks, yeah. and they've been catching it and coming right back at us before we get there, George. And he's got to get back on track because he's a big piece of this philosophy they play with. And our field position hadn't been gained as much when we punt against their punt, then we punt again against their punt. We hadn't gained the ground we've been gaining in the last few weeks and I put I think, I think Mike's gonna be in his ear and say okay let's get back all of us let's get back to what we do best here 
And I think you'll see his ball start climbing a little bit more, maybe with five yards less, but a lot more height under him. And, uh, and, and we get back to covering it very well. And we don't see these 10 and 15 yard gains on every time he punts one. Now I'm not buying your positivity. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Let's take a look at what you think is coming. Um, I may want to show uh, you that. I'd say oh, you're going to challenge me on this one. Oh, that's, 23, 23. that's a hard score Billy, there now. Billy decided to give it a tie. Apparently, he didn't buy it either. Billy, that's not what I said, bud. <laughs> I meant to make that a four, but. Yes, you did. Be Thank you. Would you like to change that right now? <laughs> Can you actually change that while we're on the air? Uh, I could, but. Uh, I, but, like but. That'd be really good. Okay, so I, I got I got a close game, not the prettiest game in the world, uh, and we win 24-23. Uh, I think our defense is going to play better. Uh, they don't have a very good offensive line for pass protection either, so I think our defense is going to play a little better, and I think our running game and and we'll hit a couple of passes here or there, and we sneak it out, George, 24-23, and not a pretty football game. I'm not buying this for a minute. However, however, if you're right, of course I will give you full credit on my Oh, yeah, part. yeah, you do that all the time. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing. Felt <laughs> like I'd give you full credit on some of your rights. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a two-way street. Uh, Billy. So, by way of your deal, this is going to overtime, and it's an overtime zip-zip. Yep, it's a tie. <laughs> We're not buying it. Watson, have a good rest of the weekend. I will, buddy. Thanks. And stay tuned. We will have more on Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. 
Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Well, those of you who are watching live, um, give you a score update. Texas San Antonio, which has thoroughly dominated this game, leads Troy 12 to 7. They're at the five minute mark, five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Billy, they have, Texas San Antonio, while they've dominated, they probably got 10 quarterback sacks in the game. They keep opening the door for Troy. And Troy's down at uh, UTSA's 20 and trying to go in for what would be uh, the lead score. Yeah, this has not been a very good display of uh, college football. Um, (laughs) I mean, both teams have had really good seasons, um, but I feel like this is kind of our first taste of what this bowl season might feel like this year. You know, I mean, this is – you've got what? How many turnovers already for UTSA? Two? Um, you know, sacks everywhere. So, um, not the best football, George. No. And I think, uh, I think you're hitting on something that a lot of the experts believe, which is, uh, the early games in particular from a style point standpoint, does that make any sense? Style point standpoint (laughs) is not going to be anything to write home about. You've got a lot of players who have opted out. You've got I think less motivation right now among players for college football bowl games. And then you throw in the fact that most of these early bowl games don't draw anybody and it's a real problem. And I think the bowl season is getting ready to be ruined. If something doesn't change dramatically. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what would change. I mean, the portal's not changing. NIL ain't going anywhere. So I think what we're looking at, George, is, you know, three or four years down the road, 
there's going to be a lot of bowl games that simply don't make it. I mean, you know, you may have your your a lot of your top tier bowl games, but you may start to have a lot of these conferences. Their teams don't have the opportunity to go to a bowl game. Because well, I, I wonder if the real answer, and I've brought this up before, and Watson's kind of poo-pooed it. He doesn't think legally it would fly. Is that part of the grant and aid has to basically say if you're not injured, you're playing. You're playing in the bowl. That the 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 what what's the word I'm looking for? The the decision to opt out. Yep. You don't have that. You don't have that decision. Right. Yeah. I mean, I that's that's tough to see that happening. I, you you start to think something like that needs to happen though. If these bowl games, if we want to keep these bowl games alive, well, I think one of the things that's going on right now, even though the NFL isn't saying it, well, I think they love the fact that this is going on. I think the teams love getting these players out there earlier to training and getting ready for the combine. I think what really has to happen is that there is some sort of a private deal between, um, the NCAA in the NFL to discourage this because yeah. if they don't, they're going to ruin the bowl season. By the way, Troy has just scored to go up 13 to 12, and now they're going for a two point conversion. And that two point conversion was successful 15 to 12, Troy. With 243 to play third quarter. There it is. Yeah. So if you have not heard, and we're kind of stalling around right now, we would like to be able to get Dale Roble, who runs last minute toy store, to join us. The first day has been nothing short of incredible. And uh Sheriff, leave your name. Okay, okay. I think I think we found out where that was going. So let's go back to a story that I think next week is going to get a ton of attention, and that is something called Action Network is reporting that Texas and Oklahoma are getting closer to striking some sort of a deal with the Big 12 to get out of Dodge a year early, join the SEC in 2024. Billy, I think that is, first of all, I've thought all along that's the way this would play out eventually. I just thought it would have been a lot earlier than now. Yeah, I mean, you know, this was bound to happen. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be here in 2024. And uh, right, right as I say that, George, we've got Dale Roble. Well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's get him in here. And, Hello. Uh, Dale, this is George Plaster. You know exactly what we're up to, don't you? I know exactly what you're up to. What are you doing, George? Well, first of all, you'll be proud to know that I am wearing the green last-minute toy store hoodie on the air. I've never worn a hoodie before on the air, but you know what? You nice. deserve that. How about that? I, you know, yeah, I, I would say the city of Nashville deserves that, George. The value of those hoodies just went up exponentially <laughs> you know darn good and well that isn't true so tell people some of whom have heard the interview earlier this week but others who have not what has gone on today because it's been incredible 
Yeah. So today is the first day of the last minute toy store. So what we've done, we, we've opened up, uh, started at uh, 9 a.m. orientation and uh, the first guest came through about 10, 10, 15. So far today, we've been able to provide Christmas for a little over 1,800 children, which is uh, amazing considering we're doing this for four straight days. So, um, you know, today we've probably had about 300 volunteers and uh, on pace to have over 2,000 children served today. So pretty incredible opening day for us, certainly at a record pace. Okay. Would I be right to say that with Darren Hall, the sheriff, allowing you all to use that big warehouse, what I saw yes. this morning is the most organized I have ever seen it. I would agree. Uh, actually, we're so efficient. It's almost been, it's, it's been, it's been blowing our mind. So, you know, the, the time that people are having to spend here in the cold outside, that kind of thing, we've been able to cut that down tremendously, you know, and, and those that we serve, you know, we really consider them to be VIPs and, and our guests. And uh, we just want to treat them with the utmost dignity and respect. And uh, so being that uh, they're able to come up here, get out of shuttles, uh, come into the building, stay out of the cold, um, provide Christmas for their children, shuttle them back to their cars. And, um, you know, George, you, you saw what I saw. It was as efficient as it gets. Uh, it reminds me of uh, one year I went to the Masters and uh, went through the concession stand. And uh, I thought, wow, there's no way this line with 600 people can get through this concession stand in about a minute. But we sure did. So, uh, you know, it kind of had that kind of feel to it today. We were very efficient and we moved people at a very high high pace and um, provide a Christmas to a lot of children. Dale, it appeared, unless you tell me otherwise, that you had a really good batch of volunteers, enough to really keep it moving. But it's a four-day deal, and you need volunteers all of those four days. If somebody is listening right now, what could they do to help you? Yeah, if somebody's listening right now, here, here's a couple to help us, number one. Hey, they can come tomorrow. We, we do need some more people that will help carry bags um, to cars up. It works. You're, in, you're inside the building. And then uh, once they exit the building, we need people to help carry their bags over, take them to get books, take them to get bikes, take them to get all the sporting good items, and then wish them a Merry Christmas and uh, help them get back on the shuttle and, and on their road. So we need those people. And, and if anybody's listening today that needs help, I will say this. They can go to our website. Um, and Actually, they can just show up here tomorrow between 2 and 4, and we will do our best to help them, but they will need to bring their proof of ID, proof of their children's ID, and um, or who their children are, birth certificate, so forth, and um, some proof of need. Show us that, uh, hey, you get government assistance, you have a pink slip, you have a W-2, explain to us your situation and bring some proof of why you need help um, of income or lack thereof, and, and we will do our best to help you out tomorrow between two and four. So, um, and they will also have a drive-thru where people can come and donate gifts. So a lot of ways to, uh, help and a lot of ways to be helped right here at the last minute toy store on Saturday. Dale, obviously I know exactly what the drill is, but there are people out there that don't when, when a parent who has need comes in and they've been vetted and they're about ready to, to come into the toy store, kind of describe it for people from that point on yeah and when they've been vetted the first thing they do is they come through and they'll meet some of our volunteers we have an amazing crew 
Um, Lisa Spencer and her team greet them at the door, and then they're paired up with some of our amazing shopper and shopper helpers like you, George. And they come <laughs> up and uh, and they they see your smiling face, and uh, they believe it or not, they they, 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 they do hang get around, that. They don't run. They do get that. They, some of them, we, we you know, they they get a little nauseous, and then we you know we <laughs> we keep them, yeah, help them regain their balance and everything. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I, hey, I'm just being honest. Yeah, and, thanks uh, a lot. So, yeah. So then kind of what happens is, you know, you, you take them into the store and, and each child is going to get two main gifts. Each child is going to get, you know, uh, a stocking stuffer. Each child is going to get a candy cane. Each family's getting wrapping paper. Each child's getting a game, a puzzle, arts and crafts. Each child is getting a ball or two, probably most likely two balls. You know, each child is getting a book, you know, and uh, some of them are getting bikes as well. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's an amazing undertaking that we have. And, uh, you know, I think each child that, that we serve leaves with uh, no less than about six gifts. So that's per child. And I think that's a second to none. And uh, I think it just shows what, what the national community how much we believe that those in need and those that need help should be helped. And uh, I think it's, it's first class all the way. Okay. This doesn't just happen. You don't snap your fingers and what I saw this morning happens. How long before this event, are you all into planning? Oh boy. Um, we probably, we will, we, we start planning in January but it really hits, uh, starts ramping up in September, October. It really goes even further. And of course, November, December, we're, we're wide open. So the first part of December, um, you know, the whole process of transforming the Davis County Sheriff's Office Services Center into uh, a toy store begins. And uh, literally about two weeks ago or so, you know, we started setting up shelving and things like this. And it's just it's a massive, massive operation and, and undertaking. I will say Darren Hall, Davis County Sheriff's Office, uh, I, you know, I shudder to think what we would do without them. And I think you saw today, the sheriff's mom is out here all day long. Today she is a shopping with guests. She is a trooper, you know, and she's, she's working. I keep asking her, how you doing? You feeling all right? And she's like, you know, I love this. You know, and she even said, this is my Christmas to me, you know, just to come out and serve others, George. I think you'd say the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's almost better than getting anything we've ever gotten is, is to come out and help other people and literally make their Christmas and, and, uh, make the Christmas for their children. So, but yeah, it, it's, it's not an easy thing. And, um, it just takes, <laughs> it takes a lot of moving parts and it literally takes uh, 1200 volunteers to make this happen every year. I'm lucky enough to just be a small part of that and to be involved with this and, and to have been involved with this since 2005, since Pastor Paul and, and Doc Hooks uh, reeled me into it. And uh, I've loved it ever since and and um, protected it and just feel like this is uh, a national treasure. It really is. And I'm, I'm honored to be a small part of it. Well, I'm unbelievably proud of what you and, and your family and, and your church family <laughs> at Highland Park have accomplished. It is, it is beyond belief. And I'll say this to anybody that is thinking about either Saturday, Sunday, or Monday volunteering. If that doesn't get you in the Christmas spirit, you're probably clinically dead and just don't know it because <laughs> that's one of the, that's one I, of the benefits. 
I would agree, George, and uh, I will add this thing. You have been a big part of what we've been doing for a long time. I know Rick Regent and his wife got you into it. I'll never forget the first time he came in. He said, Dale, I, I need you to come meet somebody. And, I, you know, and of course, I already knew who you were. But then I heard that, you know, iconic voice. And, oh, and uh, you know, you know, and, and uh, you know, we, we kind of we kind of hit it off. And, you know, George, you've raised an incredible amount of money more than that you, you know your support the awareness i mean there's no way you can put a value on that and and what's even cooler is you've done that for years and years and years whether it's through charles davis foundation uh whether it's with martha o'brien last minute toy store and george you, you really um you you have done a lot for a lot of people i just want to say on behalf of all of us in the national community thank you for all that you've done to support those in need right here in our own backyard in Nashville. So Merry Christmas, George. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to Billy too. Who's come a celebrity in his own right. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, no, certainly the celeb. <laughs> not the celeb at all. Well, I'll leave it this way, Dale. Look, you're, you're nice. The words you're throwing out there are nice, but I'm going to say it the way it is. W what we've been doing with this bowling deal and the monies that have gone this is a labor of love, and and I love every minute. Uh, it may not sound like it the day of the event, <laughs> but this is a labor of love, and I have loved every minute of it. I am so proud of you, your family, your church family. It, it's an incredible deal, and and I've been proud to be a part of it. Thanks for uh, people. People need to come be a part of it. And I Amen. love watching you here. You know, you're like a, it's like reliving your youth and you know, oh, you're, you're shopping and, yeah. and seeing people being helped. And I, I enjoy just watching you come in and just your eyes light up and oh, it's, it's something it. to see. So I, I enjoy it. I, I see that a lot. So thank you, George, so much. And God bless you all and all your listeners and everybody there. So God bless you, George. And thank you so much for your time and your support. Dale continued good luck let's keep good weather for the next three or four days i'll talk <laughs> yes, to you please <laughs> i'll talk to you here soon god bless you george thank you bye-bye that's an incredible man right there dale Robel is the pastor at highland park church uh right next to channel four television and uh what he has done uh i cannot do justice to how cool what he has accomplished is so I'll just say it's pretty daggum cool. We'll go to the break. Stat of the day is next. And then Herm Edwards at 5 o'clock. If you're watching live, this is Main Street Media Television. You've been putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone.
Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to $22.25 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition, 401k match, flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts, and free Paramount Plus, paid time off, and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here. Text JOIN to 240-240. That's JOIN 240-240 to apply now. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 subspecialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day, brought to you by John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can also find them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. George, no Watson. But sometimes that's not as bad as uh, as we might think it is. You've gotten a few without Watson. But this is, uh, I think this one's pretty easy here. Alabama is ranked, Alabama basketball is ranked higher than Alabama football for the first time since. Maybe I'm, it's not actually that easy. But I'm going to say it's, um, it's in the Wimp Sanderson era. I'm going to throw out a date. Uh, I'm guessing here around 1990. Because here's what happened, and I know a little bit about this because my Memphis State team in 1987 beat Alabama in football. Think about that. That's insane. Memphis beat Alabama. That tells you how how much of a difference Nick Saban made. Well, when, when Bear Bryant passed away at the end of 1982, Alabama went through a about a six, seven year period. Ray Perkins, Bill Curry. Um, gosh, am I missing anybody? Of course, there was the Mike Price hire where he never coached a game there. And so I, I'm I'm babbling here. My my gut feeling is the answer is around 1990. I guess it could be later than that. Um I'm trying to think what Alabama football was like before Nick Saban got there in late 06. I guess it's possible it's later, like in the 2000s, but I'm going to go ni- around 1990 with Wimp Sanderson. Well, you second-guessed yourself, George. It's, oh, wow. It's 06. Oh, Saban God. arrived in 07. So, I mean, that is crazy, though, because 06, they – they weren't in a great spot with the football program. No. You know, and then Nick Saban's first year, they lose to ULM, right? And, and so the basketball team, I, that doesn't shock me. Think but, man, that. I didn't know how bad the, fo- how bad the football program was. It, it was kind of a rudderless ship, um, you know. And, and, look, depending on who they hire when Nick Saban does retire, the exact same thing could happen again. I mean, you're following a standard of excellence that, you know, it's not like the next guy can walk in and say, well, we're going to take it to a new level. Really? <laughs> uh, no, you're not. What's that new level yeah, you're thinking of level, taking it? That new level, well, I'm thinking there's a word. I'm thinking I can't use it. <laughs> um, but that's really what happened. When Bear Bryant passed away late in 1992, it – 1982 it was then ray perkins after that it was bill curry and at the point that my memphis state team beat them i i believe we were better athletically i had seen alabama struggle to beat watson brown's vanderbilt team the week before bobby humphreys had a late kickoff return with less than two minutes to play that ultimately won the game for Alabama. And I remember going back 
to Memphis on Monday and telling our football coach, Charlie Bailey, if you can get your kids to not worry about the color of the jersey, you've got better athletes. Mm-hmm. And dadgum, for a change, I was right. Yeah, that that's crazy thinking about Memphis State being more athletic than Alabama. It happened. Man. It absolutely happened. Well, you know what else is about to happen here, George? Herm Edwards. I know. He is coming right up as uh, we get into the 5 o'clock hour. It is brought to you by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, major joint replacement, whatever you've got, contact MTBJ at mtbj.net for more information and uh, how to get involved with them. So we're going to shoot it over to Herm Edwards. Herm, here's where you need to teach me a little bit of coaching. The college football bowl season has become, uh, has has just started uh, UAB in Miami, Ohio earlier. And as, as we speak right now, Texas San Antonio and Troy are going at it. I've always thought that until you get near the end, that it's really hard to tell what teams want to be there and what teams don't. As a coach, could you tell going into a game either our guys are ready or they've checked out? Um, You have a sense of it. Um, I I can tell you this. Um, Some of your star players will elect not to play according to what bowl game it might be. They don't tell you that, but you know it's coming. Um, Every bowl game that we appeared in at Arizona State, anywhere between three and five starters – didn't play because they were worried about getting hurt and obviously getting ready to play and, uh, you know, getting ready to prepare yourself for the draft. So you have a sense when the bowl game becomes more of the entertainment and all the stuff I can get <laughs> and not about playing in the game, you know, and, and you, you got a feel for that as a coach. You just sit there and you go, man, let's, let's make sure that we handle this right. Especially, you know, certain venues you go to, obviously you go to Vegas, <laughs> you got a tiger by the tail when you go to Vegas now. <laughs> and it's even worse if they find out the coach is in the casinos. Oh, that's, 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 the, the, one, that, that's the first thing you tell the coach. Say, coach, if you got to go in the casino, don't go on this one. Go, 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 go three down, go, go a mile, two miles away. But the problem is the players might show up there too, you know, so it's like, oh, this is, don't do that. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be in casinos. Uh, agreed. So um, I guess here's the other thing I'm curious about in, in the bowl stuff. Do you worry that ultimately, as all these kids elect not to play, that some of these bowls are not going to make it? Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think this, with the uh, NIL being a factor now in college football, that's going to have a lot to do with it too, right? Of how many teams in the next couple of years become these super teams with all these players. And, you know, all of a sudden you may be in a conference where it's not as, you know, you just look at the conference a little bit different than other conferences, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's easy, it's easy to get up 
you know, if you're playing in the college football semifinal or you're in the orange bowl and, you know, you've got all this pageantry, but if you're in the, the lesser tiers, can a coach do anything in this day and time that truly motivates a player? Well, I think it is, it's, you know, you set the stage at the beginning of the season because you have these markers that you set for your football team. Is it obviously winning your conference, uh, playing in a bowl game, right? I mean, you kind of set these things up. And as you continue to play and you win games, you keep reminding them, look, when we started this thing off in the summer, we didn't have a win or a loss, but right now we're sitting in a position where if we do this, we might be selected in these three bowls. And if we do this other thing, we might get these other bowls. So we, we control that. And I think anytime players realize that, I mean, the bigger the bowl, the more, the more players are excited about playing. But generally, you know, the young guys, they know that, you know what, I'm going to get an opportunity to play, right? Because it's a bowl game. And they know there's going to be some guys that select not to play. And you're hoping it ain't too many of them. But the last bowl game we played in, I had seven guys, all stars against yeah. Wisconsin, didn't play. So, how helpful are the 15 extra days that you get to practice? I hear it's huge. But I, I'd much rather hear it from you than anybody else. No, it's big because, um, you know, if you have some guys coming in, new guys, and, and they get in, get there in time where they can be a part of practice, it, it's, ex, you know, it, it's watching practice, obviously, at the end of the year for new guys that are going to get there, can't play, but they can, they can go and, you know, watch and all that. It helps your young guys. It helps the next class of guys that have been sitting there knowing – these seniors are graduating. I'm going to get some more playing time. Um, you're going to practice those guys. A lot of the veterans, you know, you, you just tell them, hey, look, man, you don't have, you know, you, you just get, get a little bit of time here, but we're going to get these young guys ready to play too. Okay. As you can tell, I'm hopscotching around to a lot of stupid stuff that I'm interested in. I hope I'll, our listeners are too. Here's one I want to take you to. You were in Bristol when this game got played last Sunday night. The Chargers, they don't have Derwin James. They don't have Bosa. The NBC guys, all eight of them, predict Miami to win. And yet what I saw was an incredibly prepared Charger team that totally shut down the Dolphins. How in the world did that happen? Well, we, we always say this about the National Football League. Everyone has good players. Everyone. And players are motivated in a lot of different ways. And the best motivation for any player is to win, the feeling of winning. And when you're in a situation that some of these teams are that maybe in the beginning of the year, um, we talked about them being a playoff team, maybe winning your division, and they sit here and there's only five games left. You know, how do you motivate them? Well, it, it still comes down to this one thing. Let's go win a game. And, and here's, here, here, here's what happens, too. You sit there and go, well, these are the seven teams on the AFC side that got a chance to get in. 
These are the seven on the NFC side trying to get in. You're sitting there going, we can't get in, but guess what? If we beat them, they might not get in either. So you sit there and go, yeah, well, you know what? Let, let's put a little, let, let, let's, let's make their Christmas not so good and beat them, right? And so they can sit in the same situation we're sitting in. They ain't getting in the playoffs, right? I mean, there's a lot of ways you do it. So this sets up where I really want to go, which is tomorrow night, we have known for like four or five days that when Miami goes to Buffalo, they're going to yeah. deal with three to seven inches of snow. They're going to deal with big time cold weather, and they're a franchise that has never dealt with it particularly well. Now you've played and coached in a ton of cold weather is this an overblown deal or will Miami tomorrow night really suffer for what the conditions are? It'll affect you if you allow it to affect you. And I think um, it was kind of like in pro football, even college football, when you go to Colorado, people tell you, well, it's altitude, you know, it's going by. And I'm like, man, look, I played there before when I was a pro Denver. I said, you know, you know, you don't talk about it. You don't even, I don't even talk about it. It's like, hey, man, we're preparing to play. And the media wants to talk about it and say, well, this and that. Look, it's going to be cold. And it's going to be snowy. And we don't play in those conditions. But guess what? If you're a playoff team toward the end of the season and you go play some, some teams that are in the Northwest, the Northeast, wherever they may be, it's going to be cold. And you know that. And it's part of the deal. And so what you do is you don't mention it a whole lot. You as a coach have to understand, look, this ain't one of them games where I'm going back 50 times to throw. You know, I'm going to have to run. But you know that in the summer as a staff. You actually know where you're going. Your schedule's set here. You go, okay, them three games, the temperature's going to change on us, boys. And so we got to get our team ready for those games, right? When November comes and the leaves fall off the trees, I always say that's when football's at its best. Because now the teams like Tennessee, you know, those kind of teams that want to grind you up and beat you up, right? The Ravens, all of a sudden the, the field tilts because the weather just changed on you. And now you have this high-powered offense that you want to throw the ball around the yard and you're going, we can't throw in this mess. It's too hard. The wind's blowing, right? Receivers aren't coming off the line very fast because they're cold. All those things matter. And you know that. But do you mention it to your team? No. No. This is why I say all the time, in football, it never changes. You got to be able to run the ball and play good defense. That travels in your suitcase wherever you go. It don't matter where you go. If you play good defense and you can run the football, that will travel for you. And that's why I say eventually you have to run the ball, man, because you're going to get some places. You go to Chicago certain times of the year, and it's like, yeah. oh, man. You know, you used to go to Minnesota. Now I don't call them the same Vikings because they put a dome on their place. When I used to go up there and play in that Met field. Oh, you were in that old Met. 
people don't believe this. I said, both teams were on the same sideline. <laughs> the head coach, I walked out there and said, Bud Grant's on our sideline. He said, no, he's not, Rook. That's the same sideline. We all said, I said, what? He said, yeah, our benches and their benches are 50-yard line. Minnesota sat to the left. We sat to the right. And I was, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And there was snow and there was wind. And I'm going, what are we doing here? And the Rams could never beat them at the Met. You knew it. You almost knew it. You said they got to go there. They got no shot. <laughs> oh, this is why I love having this guy on. It's just crazy. It is, but every player knows it. I promise you, when you're a coach and you're a player, when the season ends, the first thing you do, you look at next year's schedule. And you say, where are we going? If you're an outdoor team and you live, like when we were in Tampa, we look at that thing. Go, okay, are we playing? Because then we were in it. We were in the NFC Central. We played Chicago, right? We had to play Green Bay. We went. When do we play Green Bay in Chicago? When do we play them? And if you saw December, you went. Oh boy, oh boy. Now, now, what we had though, we had a team that could travel because we ran the football, and we had a great defense that helped us. That helped. Well, that was that a dog in the background? Yeah, that was my my daughter's dog. We got a little, you know, we had to get a dog. I don't know why, but we got him. I want to ask you one last thing sure. before, before we get out of here. As you know, the Titans have had a ton of injuries, and what they played with a week ago might as well have been a USFL team yep. uh, defensively against Jacksonville. But what's going on here is for a couple of years, it's just been a rotating in and out, ton of injuries. I don't want to get to that part, but here's what I, I do want to know, Herm. They're making enough money. Why are we in these 53-man rosters? Why don't we expand it six or seven and be fair about it and give people the best product that that league deserves? We've said that. That's been the big debate. These owners are just in a mindset. They only, they only want to play 52 guys, as much as money as they make, full salary. I, I said this. There's, what, there's 53 guys on the roster, something like that, that you pay full bowl. You don't dress 53 guys. You don't get to dress them all. Right. You got to put some of them, you, you're like, well, I can't dress all these guys. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Dress them all. It don't matter. You pay them all, dress them all. But, you know, the owners worry about, well, injury. You can't do nothing about that. This is part of the deal. They, they expanded the roster. They got a, you know, they got a practice squad now. They got this other where they add some more players where you can bring. But it's like, you can, you should dress 60 players. Who cares? It don't matter. You only can play 11 at a time. Only 11 get to play last time I checked. Here's injury. The way we practice football, the way that veterans do not participate in the preseason anymore becomes a problem. I've said this. They added another game or 17 games. They lengthened the season. Right. The NFL does a great job of promoting the NFL. That's why everybody watches. That's why everybody loves with the NFL, right? There's only 32 teams. You can follow them. We're good. But when you look at it, 
the first four games of the season for me, when I watch it, it's like the preseason. And that's why teams, some teams get off to bad starts. Because think about that. The three preseason they have, the veterans don't play. Because you're trying to protect them. And so some teams start off slow and you think, well, this team ain't very good. Or some teams get on the roll early. Because they got a veteran team. The veterans go in there and they get started. Another team might have a bunch of young guys trying to play. Really didn't play a whole lot in the preseason. And so you have this four-game season early in the season that, in my opinion, it's like a preseason game. Only problem, they count. Right? They count. Yep. And so injury is always a part of the National Football League. You hope that you can stay healthy in November and December. And the healthy teams are the ones that all of a sudden take off. The Cincinnati Bengals were hurt early in the season. Now their players are coming back. And they're doing what? They're getting better. They're going to be a handful. The, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are playing with the third-string quarterback who's now starting. But what do they do? They run the ball, and you can't score on them. They got a chance. They got a chance. People say they don't have a chance. No, they got a legitimate chance the way they play. Now they're going to go have to run into either the Cowboys or the Eagles eventually. And I think in that situation – the quarterback might make a difference, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to find out. I mean, the early returns on him are good. surprisingly good, but you bring up a great point. They're going to get either Dallas, Philly, or both, and at some point he may have to make plays that decide whether they can advance. He might He might not have the luxury of, of playing with a lead. He's played with a lead. The defense only has given up 17 points, under 17 points in the last six or seven outings. Well, what happens if he's got to play from behind? Right? That, 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 that's, that hasn't happened. And maybe it won't. Maybe they're so good it won't happen. But you're going to play some teams. Eagles got a good defense too. Cowboys got a good defense too. And they got good offenses. That'll be interesting. Okay, I'm just sitting back here. Now, I taped this interview, oh, I don't know, two hours ago, hour and a half ago. This man is a beauty. Number one, he makes me laugh. Okay. It's, because it's just the mannerisms. The mannerisms and, and how he presents what he puts out there. Yeah. I, I don't know about everybody else. If I'm not his biggest fan, I'm close to it. I think the guy is terrific. When he left Arizona State, I reached out to him within 48 hours and said, I want you back on my show every week. And I am thrilled that we've been able to pull that off. Yeah, it's perfect. Five o'clock on a Friday. It's uh it's the best slot for him. And yeah, it's it's half the time you're 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 sitting there thinking when when you're listening to him talk, you're saying, He's not he's not speaking Spanish here, but it's the way he's presenting oh, it's, it. It's a different presentation. Yeah, and so he, it just gets you thinking. What about when he goes into the the you know 
we'd like to inflict a little misery on your Christmas. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when he starts down that road, yeah. he is gets hilarious. Real, clo- real close to the camera. Oh, I'll tell you this, because he's done this with some friends of mine one night, uh, sort of sitting around the campfire talking football. There's nobody better at that than Herm Edwards. And I want to do that. Oh, that'd be awesome. He's the best. Jeff Pennington's in the on deck circle, then plaster bets of the day. So stick around on Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
We're back. And before you hear from Jeff Pennington, let's get a word or two about his company, Pennington Distilling. Pennington Distilling Company was founded in 2011 with the goal of creating original craft spirits that embody the same character as the city they were born in, Nashville, Tennessee. From grain to glass, every step is taken to produce spirits of exceptional craftsmanship and quality. Pick up one of their award-winning products like Picker's Vodka, Davidson Reserve Whiskey, and Whisper Creek Tennessee Sip and Cream today. Or stop by the distillery in West Nashville and the nations. Follow them on social media and online at PenningtonDistillingCo.com. Breaking big ground today. I mean, this is this is big stuff. Jeff Pennington, been on all year. He's been to Vegas. He's been to I don't know Hawaii. He's been to every no Tory Pines. He's been to every <laughs> golf resort known to man. The guy has an office. Yeah, oh yeah. Look, look. I think. Oh, look at there. Not the fanciest right. office, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it does work. So I'll admit, as we start this today, I'm totally confused. The Titans a week ago looked like a USFL team in their secondary, playing people half the time we've never heard of. And they're taking on a Charger team that's had a lot of this same stuff. Derwin James out, Botha out. About half of their defense was out. Last week, the Titans, with all those injuries, played like you-know-what against Jacksonville. The Chargers, with all these injuries, rose up and put a complete stop to the Dolphins. So now they play on Sunday. The Chargers are a three-point favorite. I'm kind of sitting there saying to myself, why are they not closer to a touchdown? Hold on. Hold on, buddy. Do you want to introduce him? Yeah, yeah, you've met my son before. He's in, he's in the office today. He's just trying to get in on the conversation. He's got he's oh, got picks. It. Watch I this. Watch it. this. What do you say? You say go big what? Go big There you go. <laughs> I like that. What if his <laughs> picks are better than ours? <laughs> Probably. Hold on. Let's. You want to try it? We can try this because <laughs> I don't know. Titans and Titans yeah. and Chargers. I mean, I gotta say, like, you know, our offense actually didn't look terrible for once last week. Where in the world did our defense go? I mean, I understand they're injured. I understand they're depleted. Um, but, I mean, we've been depleted pretty much all year, and that's what I think I made my pick on last week was only three teams that scored over 20 points on us, and two of them were Buffalo and Philly. So it's like, you know, uh, to let, I don't even I, – I think I turned the game off. I, I can't remember what Jacksonville ended up putting up on us, but it was way too much. Um, man, and Jacksonville's all right. No, they're, they're not all right. They're not good. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> uh, Chargers is good. They're they're good, man. And Herbert's really good. Yeah, I mean, I would. I personally, I'm going to take the Chargers. Greer, do we like Tennessee or do we like San Diego? <laughs> Tennessee. He's taking Tennessee. Right, We're going to go right. Tennessee plus three. You got to let him go. It's a different color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen to him babbling back there. Yeah. We got quite the little color analyst. We already so, got Jeff's uh, pick for the Orange Bowl. He said, "Go big orange." So, oh, oh yeah, that, that's an easy one. <laughs> that one was a given before we ever started this. What's sad is I was gonna, I had a ticket to go, but we uh, hit Santa. We think Santa might be bringing a new puppy uh, for Christmas, so I can't leave town with the two day old, you know, two day puppy. Now. <laughs> no, no, because if you do, uh, you'll you'll end up with some surprises when you get back. Yeah, exactly. A lot of surprises. So what do you think Sunday? 
Man, I you know personally, I, personally, I'm I would have to take the Chargers, but I, because my son said Tennessee, I'm going to have the faith one more time. I've gone zero and two the last two weeks picking Tennessee. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee hesitantly, but that's because my son, mainly because I would take the Chargers, and I've been bad the last two weeks, so I'm going to go against my own pick, and I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. Then maybe their defense can show back up. What they need to win one game to win the division, if is that right? Or, or you know, so let's go close out the, the, the division. Well, I think we got to win, and Jacksonville's got to lose, right? So here's what you do: if his info is wrong, put him in timeout. Exactly. You know, I I told someone the other day, I was like, you know, I'd love to just win next week, Jacksonville lose, and then let's just rest the team. Like literally, like we'll act like they're the Braves of the '90s and 2000s, and we'll just like bench everybody for the last two weeks and try to get healthy. You know, um, what was the Hilliard status? Is, I, I haven't looked into. It. I was really worried well, when I, I saw mean, Hilliard go down. Does not look good, and I know that Burks has been ruled out. I don't know about Hilliard, but I would be shocked if he ended up playing. And I, I think he's been looking – I've really enjoyed watching Hilliard. I mean, Derek, look, everybody says he's had a bad season. What's he, third in the NFL in rushing? He'd probably still win the rushing title. If he, it's not you know, It's not his fault. When when you're manning up everybody on the outside and you're sending all eight people directly – you watch every defense. Every single defensive person just runs directly at Derek Henry. I mean, it just – I think that's uh, – so I, I was really looking – not only brought nine – into the box, it looked like they broke the Gator Bowl. Yeah, and he I mean, still had 119 yards yeah. in the first half. <laughs> I mean, he's—it's. I just, I just say it's. I know everybody's tired of hearing it. I just wish I could. I wish I could see what this team would look like with an AJ Brown on that outside right now. I yeah, mean, a lot of people. you can't, you can't man up AJ Brown like you just can't. Like you got to, or a Jerry Judy trade, or I mean, Judy went off last week, but so. So let me go to the NFC version of the Titans. Tampa. They're probably going to win the division because their division sucks. (laughs) Sounds familiar. (laughs) They've got a home game against Cincinnati, which I think is becoming as dangerous a team as they get healthy as the AFC has. Cincinnati's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Tampa does Tampa have anything left? Man, I don't know. I'm buying into the Cincy. I mean, when we played Cincy, I, we were we were do, looking good. I think we could have won that game. You know, they didn't have Chase back, which was, I think, a big advantage for the Titans. But the the, the, the announcer I listened in, he said, well, at this point, they were 5-4 and four last year, and this is where they went from there. And it's like they're following the same track. He's got Chase back. I mean, Jamar Chase is just electric when he's on the field. I, I personally think since he just stomps him, you know, Tom Brady, I hate betting against him because somehow he just pulls magic out of his hat all the time. I mean, look at his new girlfriend. I mean, come on. Like, like, oh, Very quick, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals and Mixon and Chase and they're healthy. Uh, you know, I, I think they're bringing, they're, they're coming with that same excitement uh, as last year. I, I, I was watching one of the pregame shows. They talk about them starting. So, I didn't realize they didn't play Burrow or anybody through the preseason. So you could almost say their first three games were preseason games. Pretty much. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they just look good. Uh, Tampa Bay looks just, I hate to say it, but they look old and, and they slow. Look interested. 
I mean, Leonard Fournette's on my fantasy team, and the guy looks like he's bigger than Jer Jerome Bettis was at his final year. <laughs> I, mean, <Wow. laughs> I mean, and I don't mean that, Doug, Leonard. If you're listening, I Leonard. love you. You're on my fantasy team. <laughs> like, uh, to dress. <laughs> but I'm just Here's saying, like, office, come visit him. I mean, I've got Mike Evans on my fantasy team too, and he's hit or miss. I just the the magic seems to be gone down there oh, in Tampa. The defense is good, but I think the the where the magic, you know. Is, is really coming alive with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati wins pretty big. Okay. We've got an SEC team in a bowl game tomorrow. Oregon State's a 10-point favorite against a Florida team that's got a bunch of people that are not playing, including quarterback Anthony Richardson. Want to even take a stab? I got a big stab at it. I think Florida wins. I think Florida wins easily because they get because they get that quarterback out of there, and I think that that quarterback he, he's the most talented athlete on the field. I think he's held them back all year. I don't think he's got the accuracy, and I don't think the game slowed down for him enough yet. I think he might in the future. But man, come on, we're talking about an SEC team, and that's why I tell people they're sitting. You know, with Tennessee, I think they've announced a couple of players aren't playing, and you know, if you've got an SEC caliber team, you've got some depth, and a lot of times, you know. Those guys that are coming out to play, they're ready to show up for next year uh, and show what they can do. So maybe get some excitement. I, I like SEC. I'm going to take SEC. And one thing I've learned about early bowl games, I love dogs in early bowl games because the favorites seem to come in just expecting to win, and the dogs usually come in a little bit more fired up. Uh, a lot of that sounds because maybe the other team expected more and they're giving up. Um, so... I'm going to take Florida. I, I actually like Florida on the money line, but I'm going to take Florida plus 10. I like your theory. Dogs early in these games that are played in front of about 8,000 people. <laughs> 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 A couple bars have it tuned in. You know, like, we, don't. We, aren't they competing against the NFL games during this bowl game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, tomorrow, like, tomorrow, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Listen, I, I I think it's Florida. I mean, I don't know in Tennessee if we'll talk before Tennessee and Clemson, but I think that might be the only non-playoff game where maybe both teams will really care. So, And we absolutely will talk. Listen, you have a good weekend. Appreciate your uh, coming on as always. All right, go Titans. Come on. <laughs> and stay tuned. I get my crack at this. Plaster bets of the weekend, if you want to call it that, when we come back on Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin.
It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Final segment on your Friday, the George Plaster Show. It is time for Plaster's Bets of the Weekend, brought to you by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, at your workplace, or on unsafe property, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, let's check out what happened last night with George, and you got the win with the Niners. Oh, yeah. That was a smart pick, George. Yeah, that. I mean, it ended up 21-13, but the fact of the matter is – The Niners dominated that they game. Did, they did dominate that game. Bosa was a one-man wrecking crew. He is um, – And that whole – I mean, that whole D-line, that's, that's a scary defense. Yeah, 50.8%. If you're keeping 50.8. Okay. Not terrible. No. And, um, I think we've got four plays that I've put together for the weekend. So you want to run through them? Four plays for the weekend. Here we go. George, uh, Washington and Fresno state. Who you got in that one? Yeah. I have never bought into Fresno state and they've done better than I thought they would. They won the, uh, the title game. They won at Boise, Washington state. Okay, that's not Washington. 
It's Washington State. Oh, you're right. Uh, you're right. Oh, yeah. Little mistake on my We're part. going Washington State. Okay, Wazoo plus four against Fresno State. George they've is- got they've got a quarterback that can really run. They sure do. Uh, Ward, he's yes. a, he's a good player. He's pretty darn good. All right, George, let's move on to the Frisco Bowl on tomorrow night on ESPN. That is in Frisco, Texas. North Texas, huge underdog against Boise State. Who you like? I like North Texas. Uh, the, Why? The mean, well, today's a, a day for green. A mean green. Okay? But here's the thing. I think Boise is badly overrated. I think they're a dull football team. And unless they're able to line up and simply run over North Texas, North Texas will find a way to cover. That should be an interesting game. Yep. It's a night game. And uh, I feel like the Frisco Bowl always gets a little little frisky, a little crazy. So, yeah, Well, I mean, let's face it. We all look forward to the Frisco yes, Bowl. Yes, we do. Every, every year. year we do. Yeah, every sure year we do. All right. NFL two-team teaser. Who's your teaser this weekend? Okay. Buffalo is simply going to win at home against Miami. The Dolphins will not handle the bad weather uh, well at all. They never have. I don't know why this would be any different. Green Bay at home, not that Green Bay's been any world beater, but on Monday night, the Rams the Rams have pitched it in. Yeah, uh, they've, they've pitched it. And another commercial plan. Yeah. Well, Hate that, that nice. ESPN app. That was nice. Anyway, Baker rallied them to a good win however long ago, 10, 11 days ago. Yep. Not going to happen in Green Bay. All right, George, last one here. Tennessee and the L.A. Chargers. I just don't see it. The, the one recipe for the Titans to cover is that they line up and smack San Diego in the mouth and run the football and shorten the game. If they are not able to run, Watson said it earlier, and I am totally with him. They got no chance if they can't line up and push the Chargers around. And in recent weeks, I don't know how confident I am in that. I'm taking I'm taking the Chargers. So there it is. Yeah. George, I, I don't like doing that. No, I don't know that you've done that very often. No, I haven't against, done it. Picking against the Titans. at all. So feels weird but the chargers yeah. might have just found something last week so that's what sca- that's what scares me i thought herbert was as, justin herbert was as good as i have ever seen him and defensively i don't know where they found it to they to, found something they found something and if they find something again they're going to cover yeah but i i, I think it's going to be a close game you know titans are going to have to be able to run the ball yeah and if they can't could be a long night absolutely Okay, we're That's done. We're, we're done, George? Billy, you have a good weekend. You too, George. I will wear this hoodie proudly. It looks good. Well, good. The Christmas colors. It, it's got some Christmas uh, spirit to it. All of you have a great weekend. Drive safely wherever you may be. We'll be back at it on Monday with our Reaction Monday show, Studs and Duds, uh, Watson's Titans Analysis, So please join us. Have a good weekend, everybody.